Growth Mindset Moment, a Rug Radio production. We're all about self-leadership through mental, physical, and spiritual well-being methods to maximize our daily potential. Owning our behaviors while supporting our friends, how much more Web3 does it get? If there's a hack, habit, or protocol, we are talking about it. I'm your host, Ron Jordan, a.k.a. Rosinante, the Web3 Sensei. And I am joined tonight by my co-host, Alicia Jordan, a.k.a. Schmooper Girl, the Web3 Standards Engineer. We have both been on this growth mindset journey together while shining our light on those around us, showing that we all have everything we need inside us to grow and thrive, and sometimes being reminded of that is all we really need. Thank you for joining the self-leadership movement today. The show format is we have a 15 to 20 minute conversation about growth mindset topic of the week or follow up with our guest of the week from our podcast, where you can check that out at thestarspodcast.com, anywhere you download your podcast from. Our stage is always open, so if something calls you and you want to weigh in, hit that request button on the bottom left of your screen. We'll bring you up and you can join the conversation with us. If coming up on stage isn't for you, leave us a comment in the chat bubble at the bottom right, and we'll get to you very shortly. And make sure you come up on stage at the end of the show for a game of this or that. All right, let's jump into it. Hey everyone, this is G.S. for Great, the host of the Mindful Moment Meditation every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your weekly growth mindset moment stretch with my two favorite humans, Ron and Alyssa. The fun fact for today may uplift someone struggling with parenting and is being a perfect parent is not necessarily to raise happy and healthy children. In fact, it's impossible to be perfect, and making mistakes is a natural part of the parenting journey. I can attest to this for sure. You know, research has shown that what really matters is the quality of relationship between parent and child and the consistency of love, care, and support that is provided over time. So even if you make mistakes along the way, as long as you're consistent there and present for your child, showing them love and support and doing the best you can to help them grow and thrive, you're doing an amazing job and as a parent. And remember, parenting is probably one of the most challenging yet rewarding experiences that every parent has their own unique strengths and abilities that you bring to the table. So don't be too hard on yourself. And remember, let's celebrate those small victories along the way. Enjoy the journey. Yo, 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 Schmooper, what do you got for the GMM? Yeah, you know, um, mine's not quite so deep, although I do appreciate, you know, reminding parents that it's not perfection. I also want to say, too, that for the benefit of listeners, that parenting doesn't necessarily mean you're a biological mother or father at any role you have where you're helping raise a kid um, or influence a kid, mentor a kid. Like, you're never going to get it right 100% of the time. And, like, a big part of recognizing. Part of recognizing that you know you care enough a lot is by asking yourself if you think you're still doing a good job. So Ron is doing a really crappy job as being a dog parent, which is why my dogs are barking right now. Um, I blame him. So my stretch moment actually is something a little bit more lighthearted, and it was uh, inspired by the fact that my. Uh, soon to be 23 year old son was obsessed with SpongeBob whenever he was a kid. And I was like, you know what? Like SpongeBob is still to this day, probably one of the most um, 
fascinating cartoons um, and the fact that it's still on TV. And I just wanted everyone to know a little bit about SpongeBob SquarePants and that SpongeBob SquarePants was actually created by a marine biologist. So I just wanted everyone to know that little fun fact about, about that ridiculous show that is so full of like really smart humor. If you pay attention, was created by a marine biologist so it's kind of sciencey so when you're watching spongebob square pants you're studying science just like when i watched judge judy i was studying for the bar exam you're welcome tonight's guest is coach turby he is a father husband mentor and on a mission to help ten thousand parents and entrepreneurs become procrastination proof through his procrastination proof guide He says, say goodbye to the stress and overwhelm of distraction. Eliminate the stress of falling behind on important business and family tasks. All right, Tuesday Live crew, let's give a warm welcome for Coach Turby. Coach, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate you having me here. Yeah. How's everybody doing? I'm doing fantastic. And also, Schmooper, I had no idea that... Uh, he, SpongeBob was uh, so accurate in its representation of science. So I appreciate that GMM uh, growth mindset. Stretch. Yeah, listen, I, like anytime, anytime I can give you an opportunity to work smarter, not harder, I'm going to provide that. Um, and there you go, science. Science and adult I love humor. That. <laughs> so, Coach, um, what we talk about uh, on. This show is obviously growth mindset and right up your alley is what it seems. So give a little bit about kind of who Coach Turby is and and where this journey started for you. Yeah. So um, as you said, I'm I'm a husband and father first and I run three companies. I, I coach kids soccer team like I have this really extensive routine every day. Like I do a lot of things and mainly I try to help and inspire people to just follow their dreams and follow through on what their plans are. Right. Because I grew up in, in, in the Bronx, I'm from the Dominican Republic. English was my second language and all my life I've had to like overcome barrier after barrier after barrier. And I feel like I've moved the, the, the goalpost several times, so many times in my life that if I can do it, everybody can do it. Like there was so many things in my life that I had to overcome and the biggest one was procrastination. Um, in my in my teens and in my twenties, I actually used to boast. I was very prideful, and I would call myself the master procrastinator because I would like I was like lazy, and I was I was like an honor student, so I was like book smart. But I'm from the Bronx, so there's like a lot of street in there. And I would try to figure out the easiest way to do things, right? So, uh, you know, as a teenager, I developed the habit of like, okay, what's the easiest way to get a good grade on this? Okay, the easiest way is to test good, right? I can do that. I know how to learn pretty good. I, I 
you know, I, I always had that. So I just used that to my advantage in a lazy way. And at like 23 years old, I had built my own car service business in New York City. And I was still, quote unquote, the master procrastinator, right? And like, I hit my first six-figure year and I lost everything, like everything. I had a client that I was supposed to not mess with anymore and he got me into some trouble. I ended up getting picked up by the feds and then when they released me, you know, they were like, okay, you know, we see that you have nothing to do with this, right? Time served. And then immigration picked me up because I wasn't born here. So now I'm sitting in immigration for almost a year fighting this. They're trying to deport me. I'm fighting this. And I have a kid on the way. Like me and my fiance weren't even married yet. We have a kid on the way. Like I, I lost my business. My quote unquote best friend stole my savings, used my my vehicle for like two weeks, ran up a bill. Like it was it was so crazy. And <clears throat> during that year, I was like, man, listen, like I I was at the lowest of my low. I remember spending my birthday crying with a cake that I drew on paper and I wished myself happy birthday. And I was like, you know what? Like this needs to change. Cause like, I cannot continue living like this. You know, I like, I didn't want to be alive at that moment, but then I realized like, listen, and, and this was, and this was like where the coach came out. Cause I would like, turn i would like hear this other voice that was my voice internally right and i would i was like man listen you have a child you know you have this woman who loves you and who's waiting for you she's willing to live with your mom and your sister and they're bullying her and there's all this drama going on outside while i'm inside and i can't do anything and so like i made the decision to change and i started reading books the bible being one of them and I was like, man, all these stories, like all these success stories. I found so many success stories in the Bible that I was like, okay, I want to study other success stories and other religions. My father got me a, a Buddhist book. Um, I was I was bunked with a, a, a Muslim guy, and you know, we were exchanging views on things. And <clears throat> I noticed like there's so much success stories in history and books. And everybody has a system, like everybody had a system, you know, every people had a system for productivity. People had a system for getting rich. You could see the systems that made people poor. You could see the systems that made people evil, right? The, the, the people who committed adultery in the Bible, you, you saw their systems, the, the, you know, now like it's, it's, uh, we're familiar with think and grow rich. We're familiar with, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, we're familiar with those people, but they're systems that have been around for so much longer. I learned a whole bunch of stuff from Buddhist books that I later could relate to like something you may find in, you know, a common uh, motivational book, right? And so I've studied that for years and years. And so 
last year I lost my father and it was, it was a shift for me because I couldn't afford to fly my family back to New York on an emergency. There was a lot going on and we had to pay for the funeral. He didn't have life insurance. There was so much there. And so I was like overwhelmed with that. And then on the eve of his funeral was his birthday. And there was so many people calling his phone to wish him happy birthday. And I was to pick up the phone and like there were, I cried with so many strangers, so many strangers that my dad shared his wisdom with. And to me, it was I, like my dad was a truck driver. You know, he was a regular worker. Right. He was a regular immigrant. He, he never had his citizenship, but he was always a hard worker. He was, was a cab driver and then he was a truck driver. And this man was able to impact hundreds and hundreds of people and hundreds of people that I did not know showed up to his funeral. And I was like in awe of that. I felt like royalty. You know, I felt like he was like so wise that it made him royalty. And I was like, man. If I know that I've overcome all these things in my life and I've been able to take myself out of poverty and now I have four kids, they're doing soccer. My, my daughter is in uh, academic competition. She plays the violin, um, you know, like there's they have such a different lifestyle from me in the Bronx growing up next to the projects with gunshots and like piss in the hallway and all of that. Right. So like for me, it's like if I have this knowledge, like I can't keep it to myself, it would be wrong of me to just keep it to myself. And so I have to start teaching people and spreading this knowledge. And so. That's when the shift happened for me was like, you know, I have to teach this, right? I, I, if I keep it to myself, I'm doing a disservice to everyone that I could potentially help. And that, that's why I do what I do. Like, um, you know, I just feel like the, it's the best way for me to be an example to my children. You know, I'm following what I feel I'm called to do and I feel like when I grew up, not enough people followed their dreams and people settled. And even my family members, you know, th like that was pushed on me. Like, hey, don't, you know, don't chase your dream. Just go and go to school and, and do this, right? Get a safe job. Go be an accountant. Go, go you know, go get a degree, go have a safe job. Like if that's something that you want to do, then by all means. Right. But it's not supposed to be pushed on people. Like I have a, a cousin who's an accountant and he's doing great and he loves what he does. My mom tried to push that on me. I, as soon as I graduated, I gave her my degree. I said, I'm not doing this. Right. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap the story up with that. You know, that's, that's, basically why I do what I do. I just feel like it's the best way for me to be an example to my children and the next generation of people, right? Is to help parents because the only way to influence the next generation is through the children. And I love your story, uh, coach. Thanks for sharing it. And also, I just want to say, I'm really sorry for the loss of your father last year that, you know, such a, 
another opportunity in life to try to find the best in a situation and, and, you know, honoring his memory and everything else. So thank you, know, thanks for sharing that. And, uh, lots of like deep stuff there. A question that I, I was talking to Ron about earlier that, um, really, really for me, like, I believe that, you know, you know, determining what your purpose is, is such a, such a valuable exercise. And 90%, I think of our lives is trying to figure that out. And, I think people who like understand a part of their purpose still are like in relentless pursuit of fulfilling it or 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 fine tuning it. You know, so that's a big part of it. So, that as as sort of like a, a caveat to that, a big part of my purpose, I feel there's only one reason that anyone would ever be drawn to doing some of the stuff that I do in my career is because if it's purpose driven, is you know focusing on standards and ethical principles. So what do you think are like the top three sort of um, principles that drive your, um, that drive you in pursuit of your purpose? That's a very good question. Um, first of all, thank you for, for your words. I, I really appreciate that. Um, and as far as my top three principles, well, Number one is integrity. And that's, that's, it's actually something that I, it's funny that you asked because, so I, I can answer that by letting you know the affirmations that I read with my kids, right? So the first thing when I'm driving them to school, I say, what is integrity? And then they say, integrity is doing the right thing always. And then I ask them, are you a leader or a follower? They say, I am a leader. Okay, what is the difference? A leader thinks for themselves. And then number three, are you confident? Yes, I am confident. What is confidence? Confidence is believing in yourself. And who will you be today? I'm going to be my best. I love you. Have a great day. You know, then they go to school. That's literally my uh, morning routine with my kids. So I love that you asked that because those are my top three principles, integrity, uh, confidence, believing in yourself. Um, I think I missed one, right? <laughs> I always get the order mixed up. No, I mean, listen, the, the, the key is that for me is not having like three or five or whatever. Um, it's, it's more about, um, really just emphasizing the fact that like having goals and, and, and pursuing dreams and purpose and everything else is, is an exercise in taking action based upon standards and principles you set for yourself. So I don't think you can have one without the other, um, standards, principles, boundaries, we can, we can categorize them in whatever, um, and whatever, you know, column that it fits the scenario at the time, like sometimes a principle is a boundary whenever I'm going to say no to something. Sometimes a standard is, is, is the, the bar at which I measure something that gives it a, an affirmative yes, you know, that I'm all in on something. But either way, you know, you don't get to fulfilling your goals without understanding what's really important to you first is what's your guiding light is going to be as, as you, as you proceed forward. So that was why I really wanted to ask you that question, especially with the role that you have and, and what you, what your, your, your purpose is. And 
um, I, I just wanted the opportunity to, to share that. So thanks. Thanks for um, sharing that, sharing so openly. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is a great question because it is important to define what our values and our principles are. And th that is one of the exercises that really um, changed the way that I thought about my behavior, if that makes sense. Once I identified like, okay, what are, what are, how am I going to continue to live my life, right? Like, what are the principles that I'm going to live by? And integrity and being true to myself was one of the things that I had struggled with for most of my life because I was the kid who didn't fit in because I didn't speak English. And then I was the kid who was dumb and got picked on because I was short and I spoke English funny. And then I was the kid who was weird because he was an honor student and he didn't really talk good. And like, it, and then all throughout my life, I felt like I was trying to fit in up until, you know, that incident happened to me. And I was like, who, you know, who am I trying to be like? What is this master procrastinator that I've created? Like, that's all BS, right? Like, right. this is me trying to be someone else. And so that was first. Well, and then leadership. I love that part of your journey, Coach. What I love about your journey is that you, you kind of went full circle where because of something that was limiting you, like speaking English, and people assumed you were stupid. And then once you figured that out and accomplished that, you became the kid that got picked on because you were too academically successful. So like, <laughs> it's funny. I, I do have to tell you though, um, procrastination being a superpower, I, I really align with that. I identify with that a lot as a, as a, specifically a person that um, I've talked about it on here before as a person who has admittedly ADHD. Um, and a big part of having ADHD for me and being able to identify and cope with it is the fact that I work really, really well under pressure. Um, so for me, procrastination being a superpower wasn't ever so much about taking the shortcut. It was about, um, I always knew that if I, when I had that pressure on myself, my output would be wildly way better than if I had spent a tremendous amount of time on it. So, um, you know, procrastination can still be a superpower, but I totally respect your journey and that it was a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. And I just, the, the word procrastination for me became just bad because I like, if we go down to the definition, I do sometimes procrastinate for that purpose of what you said. It's like, I can work really well under pressure. And so I tend to schedule something and know the deadline. And then I will purposely schedule my time to finish it right before the deadline, because I know that that's when I do my best work. But I, like when I see something as like procrastinating, I'm like, that is to me is something else. So I've kind of took in that superpower out of 
the term for myself and said, okay, this is procrastinating is something that's not really good, but working under pressure, I'm good at that. So I'm going to continue to work under pressure, but procrastinating in terms of like, okay, you, you said you were ADHD. I might be, I have not confirmed this, but you know, I think so because I'm just really, really curious. And in the sense that I like, I will spend 20, 30, 40 hours on a topic, like a week studying one to two hours a day on a topic, just because I'm curious and I love to learn. And so that pulls me often in different directions, but that I say, okay, this is like, there's a line between I'm just studying to learn and I want to go deeper into this topic. And there's a, you know, the, the, I cross the line when I want to take action and I'm ready to take action, but I don't take action because I tell myself that I still need to prepare. So the procrastinating is the not taking action on something that I desire to do or that someone desires to do when you don't take action, whether it's because you're scared of, of failing or which is real like or 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 whether you're scared of succeeding which is also real or whether you're scared of changing because you know that doing the thing is going to make you grow or it's going to stretch you or it's or, you know or you, you might have to not talk or to your you friends as much have to be held accountable <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean listen like there's so much to that and i'll just share like yeah. being a person like i said that i'm pretty open about my adhd executive function and it is, which is that execution on some, what most people believe are just like basic tasks or just follow through mm -hmm. is something that people with ADHD really struggle with. Um, and I'm not suggesting that you, that you have ADHD or anything like that. It's just that I really identify so much with what you're saying you had to overcome. And a big, um, a big helping point for me as I've overcome some of those things has been being able to embrace the fact that that's just how my brain works. So I have to, I have to ha do little hacks and tricks to, um, to be able to, to be, to, to make sure that it doesn't become detrimental. So to that end, I take what you're saying about, you know, the difference between procrastination and giving yourself having creating a situation where you're working under pressure, those are two different things. Procrastination is intending to put something off or disregarding it, not giving it the care and concern that it deserves because you're putting that off. You're avoiding it versus creating a situation that allows you to work under pressure and do some of your best work. So I think making that distinction is really important. I'm really glad you brought it up. Oh, and also too. Yeah. Just, I, oh, go ahead, coach. Go ahead. Now I was gonna no, say. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was, yeah, I was gonna say the other thing too is, um, whenever you're getting into those situations, do, do you have a process where you do draw the line? Um, whenever you're going down those rabbit holes, because I know a lot of us are in that situation where we get excited about the next thing. Um, do you have? Do you set parameters around things? Do you time block? How do you stay efficient while doing all of, all of these things? I, I love the question um, because as I was saying before that I, the first thing that I found in all of these books were systems that people have. And so I've adopted and tested so many of 
other people's systems that like what I do is I set my intentions first thing in the morning. So uh, I wake up and I have uh, a practice where it's like 15 minutes where I have gratitude and I'm just, I get myself into a state of gratitude and joyfulness. And, and then I visualize what I want to accomplish long-term and short-term. And I pump myself up with these feelings, pump myself up with love. And then I start my day. And so my, the way my day starts is I have an acronym. It's rise up. So read, imagine, scribe, exercise, uh, understand and proclaim. So I, the first thing that I do is I work out for 15 minutes because I have a lot to do. So I don't need to that long. I'm not like training for <laughs> an iron man or something. Cause you know, a lot of people get, get confused with how much exercise they need just to stay healthy and to keep your brain very healthy. So I do 15 minutes every day. Um, and, and then I take a cold shower. I read for 15 minutes. I journal and I recite my affirmations. And, um, I don't just like affirmate. I call my affirmations proclamations. I give myself a reason of why I'm saying what I'm saying. So as opposed to like, you know, I am strong. I will say and write I am strong because of X, Y, Z. And I will give myself reasons of why and where I proved it. And so that's how I start my day. So after that, I'm like feeling amazing, right? So I time block. I give myself 90-minute time blocks of the things that I need to do. I schedule my breaks. During my breaks, I know that there are things that, you know, during my time block, if something comes up, I always have sticky notes around me somewhere. I write it down. I handle it during my break. Um, when I have, I purposely keep gaps during my day because I mostly work from home. So during those gaps, I'm eating, playing with my kids. I still have two children that aren't in school and two that are. So I go play with them. That's my recharging my battery. And, and in terms of like keeping my distractions short, I use a timer. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's one of the things that have changed my life because I used to spend hours and hours and hours like on YouTube doing research and like literally taking notes and, and, and comparing notes from, from different people and, um, I would do that like literally for hours at night and during the day. And so it would take up a lot of time. So I just started using a timer. I said, you know, if I'm going to be on YouTube. Okay, cool. How much time do I have? I'll check my calendar. Okay. I have, you know, nothing to do for two hours. The baby's taking a nap. You know, my wife is cleaning. She's doing something. If I'm not spending time with her, I'm like, okay, I got 30 minutes. I'm going to set a 30 minute timer. Right. If if it's nighttime and, you know, for whatever reason, everybody already went to sleep and I still don't want to go to sleep and I want to study at night. I'm going to set a timer because I also don't want to be up all night for no reason. Right. So um, 
just doing that, you know, making sure that I, I, I schedule a time every single week to review my week and review my, um, and to plan my schedule every night. Also, I, I, I journal for 15 minutes and all I really do is just capture the things that happened in the day, right? Today I did this, 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 and that, you know, and then the next day I'll be able to know, like, did I keep my word? If I said I was going to do something, I make sure I do it and I write it down. And if I don't do it and I have to write that down, that stings internally. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good like exercise. Not, it's almost like not keeping that promise to yourself and you setting that timer. That's almost saving yourself from yourself, you know, because we, we just get so caught up in things. We lose track of it. Um, I'm really curious too. And, and I know that I'm sure that our listeners are curious as well. How much time does, does this occupy? Do you think that you know, because you have 15 minutes in the morning where you're journaling, you have 15 minutes in the evening you're journaling. So that's a lot of reflection. Then you have the other 15 minutes of the um, of the gratitude piece of it where you're doing a rise up method. So that's 45 minutes. Um, are there days where you you don't do that and you then you kind of feel that the next day almost like, man, I need to catch up on things? What do you do on those days where maybe you slip up a little bit? So I'm, I'm happy you asked because the one thing that I stress to my, my clients, my students and just people in general is that we're human, right? Like I'm not going to be perfect a hundred percent of the time. There's going to be days where I'm like, mm, I want to sleep in. Right. And, and so during those days, I cut it shorter because my, like my morning routine is an hour. And then at night, it's like 30 minutes of just me meditating and then uh, and then journaling. And somewhere during the day, I always take five minutes to meditate. Um, meditation is big for me three times a day, just, just because I might have ADHD. <laughs> like I said, I don't know, but there's so many thoughts that are in my mind all the time. And I'm like... Always, and that's why I carry a notepad and and sticky notes because I'm always like, hey, this is a great idea. I should write this down so I don't forget it. And then I post, I put my sticky note inside my journal entry for that day, so like I can go back and I can look at like my thoughts throughout the day. It's real. It's kind of embarrassing sometimes <laughs> when I go back. I'm like, man, all these sticky notes of all these <laughs> random things in here, but it helps. Well, especially like, if you can't remember what it was and then you're like, what the hell was that for? I can't yeah. I can't remember what that was. <laughs> yeah, I I I definitely have those. Um I actually have a drawer <laughs> full of index cards because that's how I started uh journaling was on index cards. Um but it you know, I just want to say this because it's important that people understand how powerful journaling is and how powerful meditation is. So, you know, as humans, location is is essential to our survival, right? It's it's like part of our how our reptilian brain works. How our you know oldest part of the brain works is is location is very important. And so when we take thoughts out of our brain and we put them in a safe location, 
we no longer have the anxiety of like, oh, I'm going to lose this thought and I, I want to get back to it in the future. Right. So I found that when I write these things down throughout the day and I put them in my journal, then when I meditate also and I get, you know, certain thoughts that I want to act on in the moment, but because I'm meditating, I'm staying still. Um, th those, all of those things, like they literally clear your head out so much so to that when you are working, you're able to work more efficiently. When you are with family, you're not thinking about all the stuff at work or the problems or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you can truly enjoy feelings and enjoy the human experience because your head is clear. So coach, I have a question. So, you know, you spend a lot of time on your, on your, um, habits and, you know, making sure you're set aside in that time for meditation and journaling. And you're also a parent to four kids. So do you balance that out with a partner to give yourself space to do that? Is it a family, something that you've integrated into your family, you know, habits as well? So everyone's kind of on the same page. So everybody has space to do this. Like how someone, if someone's really struggling with like, how do I make time to incorporate all these types of habits into my day when I'm a busy parent and I'm working and everything else? Like, what are some tips you give uh, folks with that, uh, that might have that challenge? Yeah. So, so what I've found is that we usually have a lot more time than we give ourselves credit. And, you know, if we're willing to like not stay up late and wake up a little bit earlier, just to have 15 to 20 minutes of quiet time, that will allow us to find the little five minute, 10 minute pockets during the day where instead of like, okay, I'm going to sit here and, you know, just be on my phone. I'm like, no, I'm going to sit here and meditate real quick because, you know, this morning was, was a little intense or, you know, uh, uh, the baby had a fit this morning or whatever it was because we need to find that time. Like it, it's, the reason why people don't find the time to do certain things is because they don't see the value in it. And so they prioritize their time differently because you can't find time, right? Like there's no where to look for it. We all have the same 24 hours. And so it's about how you prioritize and what you prioritize for. So for people that are busy, right? I would say as a start, wake up and close your bathroom door and just sit on the toilet and put a five minute timer. Use the timer, right? Use the timer, put a five minute timer and just sit there and count your breaths and do that every single day, once a day, whether it's in the morning for you in the afternoon or the night, start the habit and make it easy. When the, the, the difficult thing about starting a new habit or ending a bad habit is that we as humans, we're very prideful secretly and sometimes openly. And so we want to tackle habits like head on. We're like, I'm never doing this again. Or, you know, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to start working out and I'm going to work out one hour every single day. Like first build the habit of like do five minutes because on a bad day, you're not going to do an hour, 
right? And so to to you know to go back and and also answer Ron's question on a bad day, I'll wake up and only you know like I will still do my morning fifteen minutes of of, of gratitude and of you know visualizing and 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 priming my brain for the day and setting my intention and um and i'll i'll take a cold shower and then during those days i know i'll get at least five to ten minutes of workout here or there whether it's hopping on the trampoline with the kids or taking them to the park or something right i'm always going to be active if i don't specifically work out but um you know, I try to, if I don't journal in the morning, I'll do it at night. I'll, uh, uh, once I've built these habits and seen all the value that I've, I've received it, like it makes me not want to miss out. If that makes sense. I think too, sometimes that, um, a lot of these protocols become very daunting and I understand like the prioritizing of getting, uh, like, prioritizing these these growth mindset tactics and these protocols however like there are some times where the the person is working multiple jobs with multiple kids single parent uh, all these things if you were to do one thing just one thing that really sets your day up for success and i'm talking like if i can just give myself five minutes and you got to pick one thing to do what would that be for you i would meditate and I would, and the way I would do it is I would set a timer for two and a half minutes and just do gratitude. Just think of everything that I'm grateful for, for the first two and a half minutes. And then the second two and a half minutes, just breathe Beautiful. and try to just let my brain think on Beautiful. its own. Yeah. And I love what you said too about just getting your thoughts out and clearing them out of your head so you can be in the moment a little bit more. Coach, I, I tell you what, I, I know that we could listen back to this a thousand times um, and get a different nugget out of this each and every time. So thank you again so much for like going over your whole entire process and and your story and being a non-English native speaker and then thriving in that environment. Um, Anybody who's in the audience, if you wanted to come up here and ask a question before we jump into uh, coach, if you would be so kind, we're going to play a game called this or that. Um, but in the meantime, while we get that set up, I'd love for anybody to come up, ask questions if you have any. Um, and if you don't want to come up on stage, feel free to put them down in the chat bubble as well. Um, something else to that I wanted to bring up today is we just we just sort of um, I don't want to say sort of we got into a rewards program over at expand and so i put it up here in the crow's nest and if you go to that gmm.expandrewards.xyz you can start earning some social currency um, for for some benefits to be determined but we're going to be using this so inside of our discord you're going to be able to use it um inside of our twitter i guess i better start using the discord huh <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah um you do get points for uh being interactive inside of the discord you get points for interacting with our uh these bounties that we're going to set up every day those of you who start earning these this currency um we will also be shouting you out as well uh, so you'll be able to cash in your points to be a member 
up on stage. You'll be able to cash in your points to do all types of cool shit inside of our growth mindset moment ecosystem. Um, but that's over at gmm.expandrewards.xyz. I put it up in the show notes. And tonight's keyword, so if you go to the listen to earn category, uh, tonight's keyword is Coach Turby, C-O-A-C-H-T-U-R-B-Y. And it does have a limit on it. So uh, if if you end up giving this out to a bunch of people, um, that's that's okay. It's just, it's just going to have a limit. You know what I mean? So, um, But yeah, we're going to be doing this every week, every day, actually. So every day inside of the Discord, you're going to be able to reset your, um, your daily rewards. And uh, we're going to see where this goes. We're going to test this out and see what we do with this. That's, That's cool. pretty cool. All right. And uh, more details to come mm-hmm. on what the rewards are actually going to be. There's a there's a store in here. We can create POAPs from in here. Like there's, It's pretty cool, uh, pretty robust system. So I'm excited to get into it. Um, it was actually, I bought it with Rug Radio tokens that I earned from doing bounties over at Rug Radio. So the whole entire ecosystem is coming full circle. But let's jump in. Anybody who wants to play this or that, jump up on stage. I'm going to play the music. When the music's done, we start the game. And now is the time you've all been waiting for. It is the growth mindset moment. This or that. Everybody get up on stage. Let's get it going. All right. First question Marvel or DC? DC. DC so dark. I gotta go. Marvel. Uh, Marvel. 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 Iron Man. Hello. Yeah. 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 I've Iron like- Man is my second favorite, next to Batman. Okay. Batman is the number one for me. You do. You do strike me as a Batman guy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, just get you think of his story. He's a Batman guy. Come on. That's hilarious. I really never made that connection. Listen, I gotta tell you, you know what's funny? I once listen, I was when I was like single in between um, you know, my anyway, I was single for a period of time and um, you know, it's like when online chatting was like what you did back in the day. Like I know everyone I know everyone does online dating now, but it was just a little bit different back then. So like back in the day and yesteryear when we dated on the internet, um, you would chat and this one person, um, they had their alias was Bruce Wayne. And, um, I asked them, so like, okay, what do you do? And they told me they were philanthropists and it literally took me an extra two minutes to realize that they were not a philanthropist. Clearly they were just being Bruce Wayne, but just, just a funny joke. Anyway, let's proceed with the game. <laughs> I digress. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Marcos, Marvel or DC? I'm going to go with DC on this one. Big Carl? And I think I missed the question because I didn't get in until too late there. Yeah, Marvel or DC? Uh, Marvel. All right, Bitcoin or Ethereum? <laughs> 
hundred percent Bitcoin. 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 Bitcoin for like Bitcoin for the long term, but like ETH for the accessibility, right? Hey, you know how the game's played. So crypto trading or crypto hodl? Hodl. Hodl. I'm hodl. Crypto art or gaming NFTs? Art. 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 Like, who wants to keep playing various versions of Worm and Flappy Bird? Yeah, well, that's that's the other thing too. There's been let's do better. There's been a (laughs) lot of controversy over the uh, the recent developments over at Yuga Labs because. A lot of um, a lot of traders or collectors or whatever you want to call them, it seems like you're going to have to be a little more interactive to uh, to get the the rare traits on some of these evolving tokens. So that's an interesting development over there. Um, but switching gears a little bit, talking about parenting, I want to talk a little bit. I want to go into like this co-parenting thing. Same rules in both homes or different rules for each home. Same rules. Got to be the same rules. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly think different rules are okay so long as the standards for which you're applying are consistent. I like that. Yeah, there's. I think this is a little bit of a gray area, but... Overall, I'd like to go same rules in both homes. Uh, however, if there's a BS rule, maybe it doesn't apply here. I don't know. Just saying. Well, I mean, I think about it this way. Like, in one home, if you're co-parenting, in one home, if, like, the rule is you have to wipe your, to clean your dish off and put it in the dishwasher every time you eat, like, that's a rule. But that's not a rule at the other house. But the rule there is that you still have to clear your plate but there's just a different it's 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 just about is the standard to clean up after yourself i think that that's more important than having specific rules be consistent yep thanks for coming to my ted talk that's a good co-parenting ted talk and a gold nugget love that all right whenever you uh whenever you're taking the baby around are we doing a baby wearer so like strapping the baby to your chest like uh like flavor flav or are we using a stroller if if you have to carry the baby like if the baby cannot walk i would say carry the baby in the in the flavor flav i wouldn't say if I, i've never seen him do it but we use baby carriers i, I don't like i don't know i don't like strollers i just i like the idea of a baby necklace I don't know. I'm just saying. There's something wrong with you a little bit. If, if you're laughing, if you are laughing in the audience right now, throw up the throw up the cry emoji because you know baby necklace. You see a baby on somebody's chest moving forward. That's a baby necklace. I don't care who you are. All I see is Flava Flav with a baby around his neck, and that's hysterical in and of itself. Because that's that could happen. That is like a visual because that's a possibility. Flavor Flay is mad old now, though. He ain't have no babies. That's crazy. 
don't know. All right. But, uh, two more que- I got two more questions. Helicopter parenting, are we going free-range parenting? Like eggs, free-range. 100% free-range. Yeah, free-range for sure. I agree. Same. I'm free-range. All right, public school? I'm definitely not a helicopter parent. Uh, you're not really a helicopter parent. You're a little bit of both. You got a good mix. Your helicopter when it needs to be. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. babe. You know, solidarity. Thanks. What's up? Public school or homeschool or cyber school? I'm going to throw a third one in there. I'm going to give a third option here. That's not this or that. That's this or that or that. This or that or that. New game. I make the rules here. I love you guys. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm just not sure yet. I'm I'm in this position right now and we're gonna start regular school, but I'm scared. I went to and and I'm an amazing role model. You like, really are. Important. I'm an example. I, I really I really think the reality of education right now is public school requires a certain level of homeschool. Like it's, it's not traditional homeschool. I, I, I really, um, I was public school educated. Uh, our kids are public school educated. We are fortunate to live in a place where public school education is actually quite decent. Um, I could never homeschool. I props to all of you homeschool parents out there. I can't do it. I don't have the patience for that. I, I'm, I'm throwing stuff and probably going to free range homeschooling is where I would come become free range instead of helicopter. Cause I don't want to do that shit. Um, so here's all I'll say is regardless of who's teaching your kids, pay them a lot of money and give them the respect that they deserve the end on that for me. Mel, get up here. Tell me what it's about. Homeschool, homeschool, but I love and respect everyone's choices, and it's obviously not for everyone. Yeah, I would agree. I'd say, like, we've done both, and we've seen more growth from our kids from homeschool, but we're lucky that the schools here are very good schools. Otherwise, we'd homeschool. But we're very involved in there. Like, I believe that education starts in the home. Like, there is no just public school education. Otherwise, somebody else is programming your kids. So educate your kids at home, even if they go to public school. That's my th- thing. Yo, that's that's actually a, a really, really great sentiment to put out there, too. And Mel, apologies. I didn't see you down in the chat. And you were definitely tearing it up down there so um i apologize i didn't get to reading off your answers but you're marvel you're into nft trading the gaming nfts and you're a baby wearer and free range parent so thank you for coming up appreciate you (laughs) i i am i am converting actually Alyssa here is converting me from being a helicopter parent into a free range parent um her parenting advice is top notch you guys yeah, so take that for calling me a helicopter parent, Ron. Take uh, that. Wait a minute. Now, I can play this Receipt. back. I can play this receipts. back. I got receipts. I'll play it back. I said you're a good mix of both. 
A good mix of both. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. You sounded like Moira in that moment. That was Did you like that? I way. tried to do a little bit. That was your Moira. That was, uh, <laughs> I can't play it back for you. That's I will great. do it now. Moira Rose, everybody. <laughs> Ron Jordan. Yep. Hey, also to thank you all just so much, so much for, for joining us and, and hanging out the whole entire night. We do have two people who have uh, taken us up on the expand rewards. So GM Holly, love you. Thank you so much. You are entered in. Uh, Marcos, you are also entered in. So like I was saying, you go to gmm.expandrewards.xyz and you'll connect your wallet, you connect your Discord, and connect your Twitter because those are the activities that we're going to be monitoring and once you connect all three of those, you'll be able to start earning these rewards by going to the bounties and then just going in and just following the detailed information that's inside of there. Um, and again, the listen to earn tonight, the password is Coach Turby. So thank you all so much for joining us. Um, Coach, anybody on stage, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um. One thing that uh, I just want to expand on uh, to everybody who is a parent or may not be a parent yet is that the future is our children. And right now, I think that there are too many things that are being pushed on children that are not talked about in the home. And I come from a home where we didn't talk about things at home and I learned things in school in the public schools of the Bronx in the ghetto and that ain't good. So <laughs> um, I would highly uh, encourage everyone out there, you know, if you have kids or when you have kids, educate your kids at home, especially, you know, even before they start school, like my kids have gone into school already reading and writing because they learned it at home. You know, uh, uh, you have to teach them values and principles also. You know, that's something that's for adults and for children also. The sooner they learn it, the better off they will be and the better they will be able to make decisions for themselves. So uh, just wanted to end with that. All right, that's a perfect way to end it. Thank you all so much, Coach Turby. You're the realist. I appreciate you. If you're not following Coach Turby yet, I don't know what you've been doing this whole time. Give him a follow. Follow everybody up on stage. Look to your left. Look to your right. Follow them, too. Everybody in here is obviously here for a reason. They're all about growth mindset, so let's get into it. Enjoy the journey.